T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, well, isn't that nice, Tyler? As uh, we are live here <laughs> at American Art Association's Bear Bryant Awards, Sonny Dykes, head coach of uh, TCU, just coming off of uh, playing a national championship game against Georgia. It's been a crazy, crazy time. I'm sure you've been uh, continuing to move here uh, quite a bit here of late. It has. It has. It's been a, it's been a crazy month, uh, really. I mean, it's, you know, there's, you get through the regular season, and then for us it was right to the Big 12 championship game, and then we had a little bit of a break as we started getting ready for the um, – you know, the Fiesta Bowl, um, you know, our players had a weekend off, uh, which, believe it or not, they hadn't had a weekend off really since, um, like, the third week of September because we played 11 straight weeks. Our, our open date was after week two. So, you know, they had a little bit of a chance to get a break, and then it was on to, on to trying to prepare for Michigan and the Fiesta Bowl and, and then straight to uh, trying to get ready for Georgia. And so it was, it's been crazy, you know, and – it's a it's a strange time in college football. We were preparing for a national championship game, and we had six uh, transfers on official visits that week as we're trying to prepare to play Georgia. And so, man, this stuff never stops. You know, it just goes from one thing to the next. And you know, our our believe it or not, our freshmen and young players actually reported uh, today, um, actually yesterday. Uh, and so, you know, those guys checked in the dorms and. Uh, started getting ready to, for school uh, a week from tomorrow. So it's like, you know, it just never stops. It's crazy and um, a lot of stuff going on. But And then, you know, we'll get back on the road and, and continue recruiting through the month of, um, of of January and then get a little bit of a break in February. So, you know, we've been grinding pretty good. I think we were talking about this as our coaching staff. We None of us have had a day off since uh, July 24th. Uh, and that's a good thing. I mean, that's what you want. You want to keep playing as long as you can. Um, but it's it's time for our players to get a little bit of a break and, you know, we'll we'll grind through here till January, and the coaches will get a little bit of a break as well. Coach, talk to us a little bit about TCU in the state of Texas. I mean, it's obviously a recruiting hotbed, um, and, and but you look at what's going on in the state. First, first uh, college in, in state uh, in the state of Texas to go to the college ball playoffs, much less a national championship since they started the college ball playoffs. This format. Um, you guys got some serious momentum right now in the state. Is that something that you guys consciously think about and kind of how can you capitalize on that relative to A&M and Texas and, and these other schools that, that uh, you know, are typically in, in the spotlight? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at, you, look at um, you know, TCU historically, and they've done a nice job recruiting Texas. One of the things I think that surprised us all was when, when I got the job there, we had 38 players from out of state, um, you know, of our 85 scholarship players. So we're almost – almost half our team was, was from outside the state of Texas. And, you know, I think we'd like to be a little more Texas-centric. Um, and, you know, we feel like that 
you know, recruiting to me is really about building relationships. And, you know, the way you build relationships is you get kids on your campus and you get to know them and their families. And, and in today's world, you might have a kid, you know, that, that comes to four, six, even eight times on your campus and you have a chance to spend time with them. They get to know you. They get to know, you know, your family. You get to know their family. Um, it's different than, you know, recruiting some kid from across the country that you might see one time yeah. and you might not build a stronger relationship with. And so we're always going to be Texas-centric. I just believe that the best high school football players in the country are in Texas and, and particularly in Houston and DFW. I just think that those are the two best places in the country to recruit. And so, you know, it's a different time, too. I mean, you look at Texas A&M, you look at Texas, and, you know, probably a half to a third of their recruiting classes right now are kids outside of the state of Texas. And, and that means that we're going to have an opportunity to recruit better kids uh, from the state. And so it just makes sense for us to, to be Texas-centric. Sonny Dykes, head coach, TCU, uh, with us. There is a uh, there's a player you got here that uh, I think the Texans fans have some interest into Houston Texans fans, and that's your uh, your wide receiver Quentin Johnston. I I've just just kind of sell to the people what what he is because the Texans have two draft picks and uh, wide receiver. I'm gonna tell you right now, Sonny, they need some help <laughs> right here at wide receiver. What, what what would you tell our listeners about him? Well, I would say that he's, you know, physically what you're looking for. That's I mean, a big he's, boy now. yeah, he's a big guy. He's, you know, going to measure six three plus, you know, for the NFL scouts, and and it's uh, going to, you know, weigh in at two ten, two fifteen, maybe as much as two twenty. Uh, so he's got great size. He's got great speed. I mean, he's going to test really well at the combine. Um, you know, he's got an athleticism really that I've never seen for somebody his size. You know, we've been fortunate to coach a lot of really good receivers. I think. 31 guys that I've coached uh, wide receivers have gone on and played in the NFL. And Quentin uh, has probably the most talent of all those guys, and that includes some pretty good ones, Mike Crabtree and you know Wes Welker and Danny Amendola and some guys that had really good NFL careers. Um, and, and the good thing about Quentin, honestly, he's still kind of raw. I mean, I think he's got a lot more upside uh, than, he has, than he's reached at this point. Um, you know, I think a team that drafts him – is going to bring in a guy that's going to that's going to be a good player in year one, a better player in year two, and probably a really really great player by year three. I just think he's going to continue to get better and better as he refines his craft. And you know, in the the really good thing about Quentin, you're not going to find a better guy. I mean, just super person, uh, hard worker, really good teammate, uh, very responsible, very mature. You know, he's one of those kids that um, you know is just going to roll his sleeves up and go to work every day and. And you know what you're going to get with him every what, single day. What you say his superpower is? Like, if you said the one thing that makes him special, what's that? Well, I mean, he's just incredibly explosive after the catch. You know, I think that's the one thing when you look at it. He catches balls and makes the, the first tackler miss because he is so athletic. And they just don't expect somebody with his size uh, to, to move the way that he does. And so puts a lot of pressure on, on tacklers. And, and, man, he just is one of those guys that moves around really good and um, is very, very difficult to, to, to tackle. How you follow this act up, man? Well, number one, you know, not getting our tail kicked in the championship <laughs> game for one. Uh, you know, I think it was good. I mean, you know, look, if you're going to lose, you might as well get your, your butt kicked uh, so that everybody's going to come back hungry and, and ready to go. And I, look, I mean, it was – we had a great run. It was a fantastic year. Really proud of our players. But, you know, I think we still got a long way to go, and that was obvious. Um, you know, we played against Georgia, and, you know, we, we, we ran out of steam a little bit. I mean, we, we were one of those teams that – you know, you look at us, I think we were 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one in one-score games this year. So we played a lot of close games. 
you know, we found ways to win, um, and that's a real credit to our players. You know, those guys battled hard and, and really did what they're supposed to do and then, you know, kind of did the same thing against a really good Michigan team. And then, you know, I think we just kind of hit the wall a little bit against Georgia. Probably um, were probably a little bit um, too excited maybe to play on that stage and, and got down early and just seemed like our guys at that point played desperate. And that's about the worst thing you can do when you get down uh, to a good football team is you start playing desperate and all of a sudden guys are trying to do too much and, and you know, and then all of a sudden it snowballs on you. And that's a little bit what happened to us. So it's good for all of us. We'll learn. You know, we'll go back as coaches and, and correct the mistakes that we made. We made plenty of them, and our players will, will do the same thing, and hopefully we'll get back to that situation again and handle it a lot better. Sonny, we appreciate you taking time with us. Don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, I know for you it, it had to hit you uh, the college football world really uh, uh, was hurting uh, the passing of Mike Leach. I, I'm just curious to you, what what was it like the first time you met him? Because because everybody everybody <laughs> see that's another yeah. thing. What was it like the first time you met him? Well, so I got hired. I was Mike's GA in uh, 1997 at Kentucky. I was coaching. Um, I was the offensive coordinator, I guess, at that point at Navarro Junior College, Navarro Junior College in Corsicana. And Hal Mummy hired me uh, to go to Kentucky, and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be doing yet. And, you know, I show up there, and, and they went through spring. I couldn't report until May. Um, they had a GA that finished spring. So, you know, I kind of sat at home, did substitute teaching, tried to learn Kentucky's offense from sitting at home in Lubbock, Texas. And then I got there in May, and, and Mummy kind of said, okay, this is a guy you're going to be working for. And wouldn't spend a day with Leach, and I remember co- going back to – to the, my little house I was living in at the time and going, man, who, who is this guy and what's this guy all about? You know, I mean, it was just like, and, you know, and immediately, uh, you know, fell in love with Mike. You know what I mean? Just was, you know, a carefree spirit. And uh, he had a hunger to learn, you know, not only football, but just was interested in everything and just was one of those guys that loved knowledge and loved talking about things and, you know, Mike and I disagreed on almost everything. I mean, it was, it was fun. We had completely polar interest in a lot of ways and opinions, but we always, uh, we always had a kind of a mutual respect for each other. And, and we used to talk about some pretty high level stuff from time to time. And Mike was always knew more about it than I did. Uh, and I would always have to go home and study up on something to, to have those conversations with Leach, but it was, it was a blast, man. And I got to be part of, you know, changing football, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hal and, and Mike and those guys really changed the game and turned it into what it is today. And, um, I don't think without their courage and, and without their, um, fearless approach to to football that you know we'd have the game we have today so really really great opportunity all right coach thank you so much congratulations on a great great season we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app, 
baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.